everybody! Holy shit balls! It's time for another edition of Sex and Other Human Activities with me, Sarah Benincasa, and him, Mr. Marcus Parks. Hi, Marcus. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. We are Skyping, everyone. I am in Asheville, North Carolina on my book tour. Uh, I did a... You're listening to this in the future, but I did a gig or an event at Malaprop's bookstore in Asheville last night. The previous night, I was at Brookline Booksmith in Boston. And the night before that, I was at Book Soup in West Hollywood, California. So I've been traveling a lot. Jesus Christ. I know. And thankfully, I have a few days just to chill the fuck out that I built into this schedule. But, oh, it's been nuts. And gloriously enough... um, and there's photo evidence of this on Facebook. I got to sign a fan's boobs last night. <laughs> Dude, you sent me that picture. I could not believe that. I was so happy. It was like, I was like, this is why we fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason for the season. This is why this is happening. Um, and it was very fun. And um, if you hear the sound of a bandsaw in the background, um, or a, ca- a cat's, like, jingle bell collar, or chickens, it's because I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> okay, all right. I didn't realize that North Carolina was overrun with cats. Um, it's overrun with wildlife of many kinds, including the man next door to the house where I'm staying, who is doing some sort of oh, important construction work while I try to sleep in the middle of the day. Ah. <laughs> oh, you're staying at someone's house. I am. I'm staying at my friend Erica's house. My friend Erica, my friends Erica and Brent, and um, my friend Pinky was staying here too. And early this morning, um, I rolled in after having an evening of partying and fun times, and was like, "All right, I'm all set to drive Erica to uh, to her job." This was at five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I drive her to her job, and I'm like, sweet, now I'm going to go to sleep for a few hours. And I opened the front door, and both of her cats ran out. Oh. So I was like, pinky shit, what do we do? And he was like, we're going to chase after them. And he no, at first he goes, I don't know, I'm a dog person. And I was like, all right, <laughs> we're going to chase after them. So we went outside and chased after cats. Have you ever tried to chase cats? Oh, hell yes. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's terrible. No, it's awful. Like, I get why there is a joke about herding cats now, because they cannot be herded. And uh, so that was pretty great. And I had to call my friend real early and be like, I think I killed your cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's quite. But the cats are all right. Uh, one of them is. I'm not sure. <laughs> One of them is fine. There's one that's named Orange Cat because it's orange. Mm -hmm. And Orange Cat is fine. Orange Cat is inside the house. I don't know where the Calico Cat is. I'm sorry um, to listeners of Sex and Other Human Activities that I keep yawning, but it's just because I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, well, you know, signing tits is hard work. It's super hard work. I was like, what is this? And then signing tits and bar hopping with your friends from college is hard work. I swear to God, whenever I saw that uh, you signing those tits, that is the only time I've ever been jealous of you. 
Oh. Like, oh, I want to sign some tits. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> you know, there've been some some fans um coming out, like some fans of of sex and other human activities. Oh, uh, going out. Damn, I wish I had coffee. Like coming out uh to this here book tour. It's been pretty cool. And for people who uh who you know are listening i guess when when will this come out next week oh uh, this will come out today actually oh fuck okay yeah. well so for people who are listening to this magic um you can come and hang out uh on the book tour at uh let's see uh monday february 27th at flyleaf books in chapel hill north carolina tuesday february 28th at word bookstore in brooklyn new york and then i'm doing dates uh let's see march 8th in at uh, barnes and noble uh fucking river oaks uh mall at houston and then march 9th at the South by Southwest Convention Center, I'll be signing. And then there's like other dates in Portland and Denver. So if you go to my website, sarahbenincasa.com slash shows, you can find that and come out. But when I was in Boston, there were people, Sven came out. Yay. And there were all these like other people who have written to us and stuff before. And they were all excited and they asked after you and they seemed confused that you weren't there. And I was <laughs> Marcus doesn't come with me everywhere I go. <laughs> I wish he did. That would be a lot of fun if I got to like just be your handler. No, if you just if we were just a pair of divas on the road. <laughs> we ain't stopping at no Denny's. Exactly. Fuck this shit. We want Waffle House. <laughs> just being real bitchy. And so uh, that's what's going on. And um, oh. So I want to talk about Mark Marin also. Oh, hey, I was wondering, do you want to uh, save this for the second episode today? Yeah, I'll save Marin for the second episode because, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, because I I think that, like, the, the podcast isn't – like, we're talking the week that I recorded the podcast with him. But this week's episode for him is Diablo Cody, and they have a – backlog episode so i don't think my episode is coming out for another two or three weeks right. so i'll yeah. save it for the second episode just to like talk about it just as like a teaser for for that episode of what the fuck it was quite a goddamn experience oh absolutely but yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i was thinking because that way it'll uh, be released closer to whenever they release it that's a very good point um and i'm pretty sure i saw dexter buy my book but i'm not positive he's <laughs> very right. handsome oh yeah you know he lives in uh williamsburg he lives. He comes into the blue stove sometimes. He does. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He was at the bookstore where I did my book signing, and he did not come to the signing. But I saw him leave with a book that looked suspiciously like mine, and he's very handsome, Michael C. Hall. And I, I didn't want to bother him because, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got plenty of people up his ass all the time, being like, "You were on six feet under, blah, Dexter." So I didn't want to bother the dude, but. Um, I really recognized him, and I hope he bought my book. (laughs) (laughs) And Marcus and I are famous because we were mentioned in the Boston Globe. We were mentioned in the Boston Globe. Awesome. Yeah, and I think we were mentioned in LA Weekly as well, and we just keep, we're just fucking, it's just happening. The sex and other human activities world is expanding massively. It's very exciting. And USA Today. 
and USA Today. Yeah, I did forget. USA Today mentioned us also, which is cool. So hopefully we'll just continue to like, I'll just continue to fucking yawn my way through the <laughs> Oh my God, I wish I knew how to make coffee. That would be a really good skill to have as a woman. You don't know how to make coffee? Uh, I, I know how to do it when it's a K-cup where you just put the cup in. That's so not the- making coffee. I know. <laughs> well, how the fuck are you? I would, before we get to the emails, I want to know how you are because I we've texted, but I haven't gotten to talk to you. Oh, I'm doing great, man. I, uh, hell, things are still going smoothly here at uh, the Creek in the Cave. Actually, we only have a few days left on our uh, Creek Star campaign. Uh, so if you guys want to donate to uh, the Creek in the Cave, uh, you can go to uh, our Facebook page. You can go to the Cave Comedy Radio Facebook page and find our uh, Kickstarter page. And you can just... Donate just like a couple of bucks to us so we can get the word out about the Creek in the Cave and Cave Comedy Radio and help us get a marquee and all kinds of awesome stuff to make the Creek in the Cave, uh, well, it already is the best goddamn comedy venue in the entire city. But, hey, we want more people to know it. So if you want to donate to us, uh, we only got a couple days left and we would so very, very, very much appreciate it. And just like NPR, you can get free prizes. Hooray! And if you live here in the uh, five boroughs area and you donate $500, my band, The Cowmen, will play a 30-minute set of your choosing any way you like. Oh, The Cowmen are awesome. And Marcus plays a character called The Soil Child, um, who's dirty and covered in soil. And it's just, it's a fucked up, like, there's just a lot to The Cowmen, and a very handsome man named Holden McNeely is is also a part of it. From the round table of gentlemen. Right, and then there's another handsome man. Um, I forget who he is, but he's handsome. Yolderico Sandergut. What is his name? Yolderico Sandergut. Okay, well, so that's a name for a person, and he, uh, I guess, is in is in the band, too. <laughs> Yeah. No. But yeah, things are uh, yeah, things are going awesome here, man. I cannot complain. No, I can't complain in the least bit. Shit's great. Dude, you know who I saw um in LA is uh is Rebecca Trent, proprietress of the Creek in the Cave, CreekLIC.com in beautiful Long Island City, New York. I saw her in Los Angeles. Oh yeah? How's she doing out there? Ding, yeah. She's uh the boss is away right now, so we're uh the the kids are kind of running the place at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we're doing a fucking awesome job. Of course you are. She, uh, she's well. I mean, we went out, we ate, we went to this hippie convenience store. It's like a bodega, but it's all organic because it's fucking L.A. So we went there with Nikki Turner and then um, we went and hung out with a few different people, including Mr. Henry Zabrowski. And just told tales. I had just gotten off the the Marin podcast, so my mind was blown. And again, we'll talk about what it's like to sit down with Mr. Mark Marin in the next episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, and that and that will fuck episode should come out in a few weeks. But my mind was blown all over my face. So I just was like in this very open place. And then we talked uh, about things like who's the best sex you've ever had. And I was unfortunately frank about that. <laughs> <laughs> And in retrospect, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have told, I shouldn't have talked about that, but like, whatever. Um, so yeah, so, and then we talked about the worst sex you've ever had. And that was pretty fun because in that case, I, I don't think I had anything to share. Um, but the other gentleman had funny stories to tell. Um, and it was quite enjoyable. And one, at least one involved getting a bloody nose and it was great. 
So that happened. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. Oh, and I want to say that our, our sponsor is sexcusemoi.com, S-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-O-I.com. And you can go to sexcusemoi.com slash. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, I want to come and just like shake you. I'm just like. Dude, man, I was up. Oh, so excuse me, slash Sarah Bags, and uh, you can get a cool bag that is made out of condoms. You can buy it, uh, or you can get it along with your purchase of a personal massager for your vagina or butthole, and it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, I, I rolled in at 5.30 in the morning and was like just still raring to go and was like, all right, Erica, ready to drive you to work. And then I drove her to work, got back, and was like, sweet, it's 6 a.m., I'm going to crash out, except I'm going to open this door and these cats are going to run out, so I'm going to run around after them until 6.45 when I'm going to give up. And then I'm not going to go to sleep until 7.30. And that brings us about up to today, where it's 12.19 an hour ago, and I feel crazy. Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, not really on my game as much as usual. (laughs) This might not be the Peabody Award-winning radio that usually is, but that's fine. Absolutely. Well, hey, you want to get into some questions? Yeah, let's help some people. All right. Up first, uh, we have, uh, let's, uh, what do you want to call this, uh, well, this woman from Sweden? Um, Let's call her... Swede lady. <laughs> no, let's right. call her, wait, let's call her fucking, let's call her Ingrid. Ingrid. Very nice. I love that name. Got a very good friend named Ingrid. Yeah. All yeah. right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just want to start off by saying how much I love your podcast. You mix your personal, sometimes very moving stories with your overall awesome personalities, and usually the show is just so hilarious I can't even listen to it in public places because I laugh too much and people think I'm a nutcase. You're welcome. That sounds pretty awesome. That's fucking great. I also want to mention the whole situation of you and Marcus in episode 33. Totally saw it coming. Not a surprise at all. Although, I kind of secretly wanted you to be just friends because it seems so rare for a straight girl and a straight guy to have a non-sexual relationship. But I'm super happy for you guys that the sex part of your friendship didn't mess anything up. Maybe it even sort of improved your friendship in a way. Perhaps making you more comfortable around each other and with hosting the awesomeness that is this show. Probs, I've seen Marcus's shit naked. So it's- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen your shit naked too. It's like all the mystery's gone. Yeah, it's like all the mystery's gone. Now we can just get on with our fucking lives. Yeah, exactly. It's how you make great radio. That's how Casey Kasem, I'm sure, has had sex with so many people he's made radio with because he's so sexy. Um, and because that's what that's what it takes. But yeah, but um, but thank you, Ingrid. Yes, thank you. So this is Ingrid's question. What are your personal opinions regarding pubic hair? I remember reading this magazine a couple years ago where it said that people who were born in the 60s and 70s are usually fine with pubes and that it's uncommon for them to rock a bush. It's not uncommon for them to rock a bush, whereas people who were born in the 80s have little to no hair, something like a landing strip, and finally those born in the 90s have no hair. You don't have to spill info about your own pube situation, but what do you think in general? How do you prefer your sexual partners? Why do you think there's a trend of not having any hair? I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Okay, so I have a full bush, and um, I'm fine with that. I, you know, I trim it down. I say I like to trim down the hedges to show the property lines. 
Um, and, you know, I trim it down out of respect for someone whose face may be there. But um, I think it's perfectly fine to, to, you know, to rock a full bush, whatever, if you're a dude or a lady. Um, I th- it's pretty fucked up if you think about it to, like, pour hot molten wax on your most sensitive and precious body part and then, like rip it off in the opposite direction so that you're ripping out the deeply rooted hairs by their root so that you can see like the very root of the hair and sometimes it makes you bleed and sometimes it makes you bruise like that's not normal so it's not a thing that I mean I don't think it's painful so like what's the point um I mean people like it because I think it looks it makes people look younger which is creepy and pedophilic and but also now People are just used to it from porn, so they just think that's how a lady's bourgeois is supposed to look. So, um, I don't know. Personally, I'm anti-waxing the bush, but if that's your bag, go for it, man. Sometimes people are into pain and whatever. Marcus, your thoughts? My thoughts? Well, uh, my own personal bush, I'd say. I like to keep my... I've fallen off on it for a while, but I kind of like to keep mine trim a little bit because from the waist, waist up... I'm pretty much hairless. From the waist down, I'm like a goat man. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like, you know, the old, like, satyrs of lore, like, yes, the, like, with the pan goat. flutes and all that. That's, that is who I am physically and mentally, I believe. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like pan. I love that you just said real casual, like, remember the satyrs of yore? <laughs> Of lore? Of lore? <laughs> of lore, yes. Oh my god, update, the other cat just showed up, so they're both fine. Oh, good, very good. So you're a goat man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am indeed a goat man. And okay. uh, the other night, uh, me and uh, me and the girlfriend, we were, uh, we were fooling around a little bit, and we were going to play a prank on somebody involving a business card and my penis. Okay. Uh, and what we did, what like the guy, it was a business card where it had like a, a guy's head on it. So like, put my head in different places and take pictures of it and send me, send it to me on Twitter. So right. What we were gonna do is put the head on my penis and then send him a picture of my penis. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes absolute and total sense. Uh, but what I found when I again, this is the very first dick pic I've ever taken in my life. Uh, and what I found whenever I saw it is that. My asshole is disgustingly hairy. Ooh. It's awful down there. Like, I, man, is, that, is every guy like that down there? Does every guy have that awful, like, cave of hair? I don't and what do you And what do you as a woman think about that? Because my girlfriend I mean, says I'm, I'm not that bad. She's dated Israeli dudes. So she says that I'm cool. Uh, but what do you think about, like, guys? Well, I've never, I don't remember the last time I've looked at a guy's butthole. Um, and that's an honest statement, not a joke. I'm trying to remember the last time I looked at a dude's butthole. And, I mean, it's been a long time. I don't know if I've let, I, geez, I don't even remember. So I honestly don't know. Uh, my guess would be yes, that they're all, like, their buttholes are all disgusting. But I have to say that the one time I got waxed, the only part that didn't hurt was the butthole. Really? That was part yeah i don't know why i guess it's just not quite as sensitive um back there as it is up in badgetown but um yeah that was the only part that i was just like okay i mean maybe it was compared to the abject horror and pain what was happening up front but uh what was happening in the back was not a problem well that's 
That's actually very, very interesting. But yeah, you, you know, can get your butthole waxed. Oh, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think gay dudes keep their buttholes waxed. They do, and I, I mean, some of them do, and they also sometimes will give themselves enemas so that they don't get the poop dick phenomenon. <laughs> Which I've been talking about a lot lately. I've been talking about anal sex a lot lately. Not like I want to do it, more like I hate it, uh-huh. as you know. And I'm very open about hating it. And like, I've been talking about it a lot lately. And yeah, I mean, I guess if if you're having anal sex, then maybe you should wax your butthole because you don't want to get semen stuck in there. And you also don't want to get like bits of poop stuck in there. So when the dude goes to put his penis in, there's bits of dried poop in your butt hair. Jesus. I know. I got real graphic. (laughs) I took it to a graphic place. Yeah, an extremely graphic place. I am disgusting. Oh, you're great. No. Uh, Well, as far as my opinions on the female pubic hair goes, uh, a gigantic, huge bush. uh, Well, one thing also is that uh, pubic hair on different races of girls is also different. Like, it varies from race to race. Pubic hair? Pubic hair? Really? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I've uh, found that uh, specifically the big difference that one of the big differences that I've found is uh, between white girls and uh, and Asian girls is that white girls, it spreads out more. And then uh, Asian girls, it has height. Like the the biggest bush I ever came across is this Chinese girl from China. Uh, And I swear to God, she probably had not trimmed her entire life, and her I'm swearing that her bush had a height of like two inches. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, not really. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> no, you're going down, like, and like you said, like a guy who, uh, you know, if a guy's going down on you, like having a mouth full of hair is not pleasant. Right, no. It's, it's not, not pleasant at all. And it's different from, like, you know, if a guy has a bunch of pubes, if a girl's giving him a blowjob, like, your mouth, the girl's mouth isn't specifically on the hair the entire time. And plus it itches. It's like making out with a guy with a mustache. Ew. Yeah, but, like, so- a really, like, but like a big, beardy, wet mustache. And then you get it caught in the back of your throat, and you're just like... Oh, that's the worst. Like, and you're just like, how do I get this out? And how do I subtly and slyly get this out in a sexy way? Yeah. Just completely fucking impossible. Yeah, that's a lot of... Oh, yeah. You know, I don't mind. I think it's nice when a dude trims it down, because sometimes it can be quite... I mean, sometimes dudes have the funk, too, so it can... Like a funk, and it's you know what? Sometimes the funk is kind of nice because it's like you know it's sexual, it's primal, it's you know we all give off some funk. But um, but sometimes dudes just like won't really wash down there. I feel like um, it, it, as much as it would perhaps be necessary. And dudes sweat more than girls, and so it is nice if you're a guy. I think to just trim it down of courtesy, and I think it's good. Now, the more I'm talking about this, I mean, I'm not getting my bourgeois eaten by anybody, but, like, I'm talking about it, and I'm like, you know what, just in case, <laughs> I should go trim it because <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it's it's been on its own. It's gone. It hasn't gone feral or anything, but I'm, you know, single and actually, like, making a real effort to stay that way for a little while, which is exciting, and so that means that, to me, like, single means that I don't 
that I'm not always trying to like hump somebody, yeah. um, like somebody in particular, you know what I mean? Like I'm it's single means I'm not like chasing after one person and being like, I want you to be mine. And it certainly means I'm not with any one person. So it, single doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like mingling a lot. Like when I'm saying single, I mean just like, Oh wow. I'm not trying to have a boyfriend for fucking once in my life. And so, but still, so it's, you know, I haven't really been thinking about like the pasture down there but now i'm thinking i might need to to address the situation well i'm very proud of you sir that's actually a, a big step forward for you marcus can we talk about how i'm full of growth that is a big growth step for me that's a huge growth step for you absolutely because i am somebody who is constantly like with somebody yeah Oh, ever, ever since uh, five years I've known you, and you've always you weren't with anyone whenever I very, very first met you, but you were with someone within the first month that we knew each other. Yeah, I am all, was all about the being with someone, and I have been, and it's so interesting to be like it's. It takes practice on my part to not be trying to lock somebody down. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one's specific. It's just the the act of being with people. I mean, I've had, you know, the past few guys I've been with have been like, you need to be single. Like, you just need to be single. Even though by that point I had entrapped them to the point where they were like, but I want you. Don't be single now. But yeah. you should be single at some point. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, but, you know, when people you're dating are like, you need to be single and not because they're trying to dump you, but because they're like, wow, you've just been with too many people in a row without a break, but I want to be with you. So don't leave me, but (laughs) be single. It's like, yeah, I should start listening. And I finally started listening. Um, and, and of course when you're, you know, all your friends tell you the same goddamn thing as Marcus has told me as my other like close friends have told me, um, so it's weird. I get excited when I tell people I'm like I'm single, and they uh, like I say it like I have a boyfriend. <laughs> like, they'll go, I'll be like, oh, who's so and so dating? Oh, who's so and so dating? Oh, really? I'm single. I'll bust it out like it's this exciting news. <laughs> yeah, you're saying single like I was talking whenever I like first started dating Nikita. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I'm like I wouldn't say I'm equally as excited about it. Um, cause Nikita is quite a Fox and being single is, you know, a little different, but it's fun. Cause I'm, I think the most exciting thing about it is the freedom from guilt. Like I don't have to feel guilty about being with somebody and thinking somebody else is attractive or I never have to feel guilty about flirting. Who cares? I can flirt with anybody. What? I mean, not, I mean, yeah. obviously not with somebody who has like a girlfriend or a wife, but I mean like. I don't have to feel, I always am just, ugh, I'm always tying myself down to somebody and it's not, it's not their fault, you know, it's not like it's the dude's fault that I'm tying myself down. Um, God, I, just talking about this is making me understand why Marin and I got along so well because I feel <laughs> like this is, I feel like this show is a little bit like what the fuck, like I feel like, I'll and I'll talk about it in the next episode, but like. Like the kind of self exposure because people also, Marcus, people have been saying to have been asking questions at the readings and stuff. And they've been like, How are you and Marcus able to be so open about your feelings and emotions and your sexual history and your mental illness? Like, uh, multiple people have asked me that. Really? And strangers, not even, yeah, like people we don't know who listen to our podcast. And, um, they've come up and been like, How do you do that? Like, how is that? How does that work for you? And a few people have said to me, um, 
this your show i like your show because it reminds me of what the fuck because you just let it all out even though we don't have like robin williams sitting in with us or <laughs> but like i think i think people appreciate that but they also and, and they also in the context of my book agora fabulous which is about being agoraphobic and afraid of traveling and stuff they're like well how did you go from being afraid of going out among people to to being so open and somebody mentioned specifically that they had started our show listening to uh, the famous slash infamous episode 19 mm-hmm. and um and i was like wow that's an intense that's an intense one to start with um but they you know they got into it so it's been really cool meeting people but they they definitely are are sort of curious i think about why why it is and how it is that we're so open about this stuff uh how i'm open about it is because i have to be i have no other choice like this is just i don't know i'm just open yeah kind of always happens it's just i don't know i'm open and it's just who i am you know and plus who gives a shit it doesn't matter i'm never yeah gonna, yeah <laughs> it's like that's and also i like doing it you know as far yeah. as I, I mean i don't really know why in particular but i don't know i just started doing it and it felt good so i kept doing it yeah it's entertaining yeah and people liked it so yeah if people hated it then i wouldn't do it anymore but yeah. yeah, if you didn't have, if we weren't getting like positive reinforcement in the form of feedback and stuff like that, I mean, we would presumably stop doing it. And I've also been uh, accused of definitely being a too much information guy in the past, where like I've had to uh, hold myself back. As well. This actually show helps me in my uh, daily life because I just say whatever the fuck comes to my mind sometimes, or at least I used to a lot more and would make people uncomfortable. Or I'd say things to people that they didn't really want to know. But yeah. people would always tell me shit that they didn't tell anybody. People sometimes call me like the, the priest of the comedy scene. Because everyone tells me like the horrible things that they've done and things. Yeah, and, I like, horrible things that I've done. <laughs> yeah, do you know like everybody's just horrible things that they've done. And probably good things too. You're like yeah. a... Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, yeah, whenever people have... I fucked my mom. (laughs) My mom. And Marcus is like, well, par for the course. Heard it before. (laughs) Uh, But really, I mean, this show kind of helps me uh, get all that out. Uh, And I've also learned to not talk about this. Because the the thing is that we talk about this stuff... I don't talk about this stuff usually in, like, casual conversation or anything like that. There's a time and a place for all of this. Yeah. Like, there's... If you're coming to this show, then you presumably know, based on the title and perhaps by reputation, if you've done a little research, you know what you're getting into, and, and you're, you specifically want to hear talk about sex and other human activities. Absolutely, yeah. And you can't—you're not supposed to talk about this stuff like all the time to everyone. You know, whenever I'm having uh, like having a cigarette outside with some guy that I barely know, I'm not going to tell him about like my second mental breakdown or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but here on the show, yeah. It's fucking awesome because people like it, and apparently it helps people. And oh yeah, and also, yeah, I got nothing to hide. That's cool. Well, um, you know what? I think we might need to wrap this one up because here's the thing: I have a phone call at one. So if we want to get another one in, a real short one. Ah yes. We wrap this one up now because my phone call is an, an interview with the gays in North Carolina. Oh, and they are punctual. They are punctual. So in conclusion, um, I just want to say that, guys, if you're listening, girls and guys, if you're listening to this, please come out Monday, February 27th at uh, Flyleaf Books in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and Tuesday, February 28th at 
um, word bookstore in Brooklyn, New York. And you can go to my website for specific times and addresses. It's sarahbenincasa.com slash shows. And also, please email us. We love, love, love your questions. We have a backlog of mail to get to. Um, and it's uh, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com. That's S-A-R-A at sarahbenincasa.com. And we would love to hear from you. And Marcus is twitter.com slash Marcus J. Park. Wait, no, Marcus Parks? Yes. And, uh, and I am twitter.com slash Sarah J. Ben and Casa. Uh, and I guess that's it for me, Marcus. And that's it for me. And uh, also, don't uh, don't forget to go to the Creek Starter page. And uh, yeah, you can just throw us like five bucks if you want, or a thousand. Either one, it's up to you. But yeah, go to our Facebook page uh, to uh, find, go to the Cape Company Radio Facebook page uh, to find a link to our Kickstarter account. And uh, we thank you, so, man. I couldn't tell you like we have seriously Cave Comedy Radio and the Creek in the Ave. We have the absolute best fans in the entire world. You guys are so fucking awesome. Thank you so 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 much. Yeah, you guys are the balls. Have a good night. Goodbye. <laughs>